All right, everybody. Welcome, welcome. My name is Damara West, and I am founder of Be Well, Beautiful Woman. We help women to heal, to live joyfully, and to have immense business success. I am so excited that you've tuned in either through Facebook, through YouTube, or through our podcast to hear the fabulous Jess Grippo, which you're going to hear about in just a little bit, share her story how she uses dance in order to spur her creativity and sensuality and how it's aligned in terms of embodiment. Um, what you can expect during her workshop, if you register for the summit, which you definitely need to do that, the Divine Feminine Business Summit is going to be happening April 26th through the 30th. We have 10 workshops, 10, 10, 10, with amazing women just like Jess who are having flow in their lives. So you want to come out, get inspired to use these Divine Feminine practices, which are really wellness practices, in order for you to thrive in business and in life. If you haven't already checked us out, make sure that you do that at BeWellBeautifulWoman.com and follow us at Be Well Beautiful on Instagram. So let me give you exactly what you are here for. The beautiful Jess Grippo, and let me tell you a little bit about how I met this amazing human. Um, her, I attended a workshop that she uh, presented at for another summit with a divine feminine focus uh, and um, with Tara Krishoff and she's amazing. And so if you don't know about Tara and her work, you definitely should check it out. And I was so moved by the freedom that Jess embodied. Um, she just showed up with such grace in her work and um, there was a boldness and a playfulness and I hadn't seen anything like it. And so then I started following her on Instagram and just appreciating all the ways that she shows up fully, um, authentically, transparently. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about flash dance because she's, you know, that's one of the main things that she talks about in her work, which is, I think is so cool. Flash dance is one of my favorite movies of all time. And so this is someone that you definitely, definitely, definitely have got to know. So with that, Jess Grippo is a dancer, a writer, author, and an author of Dance With This Book. And she's a coach for multi-passionate creatives and entrepreneurs who want to bring their ideas to life without abandoning their body and authenticity. Making weird dance videos alone in her room was how she got back into dance 10 plus years ago. And since then, her work has been featured at TEDx NYU, Lincoln Center's Dance on Camera Festival, the New York Comedy Club, Vulture Magazine, the Vagina Monologues opening act, and more. Her current creative dream is to star in a flash dance remake. And if Jess has it her way, and if I know the magic that this chick holds, she will make it happen. Jess, welcome. I am so glad that you are here. <laughs> Thank you. That was like the coolest intro. I'm so honored to be yes. here with you. Oh, me too. Me too. And thank you for saying yes to the summit, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But let's just begin with sharing your journey, right? It's been a long journey within the dance realm. And dancing, I know, is a big part of your life. And so talk to us about that journey. Yeah. So for me, the dance journey started, I think, like many young people when we're when we're little and I, I danced I my mom put me in dance school I quit two weeks before the recital because I freaked out I was like what's going on why is all this pressure happening and then I, I ended up going back into it got really serious into ballet quit when I was 19 
and thought that I was really leaving dance behind me because at the time I was in the like professional track ballet world where it's like, if you're not, if you're not following those rules and perfect technique and, you know, auditioning to be in a company, like you're not a real dancer. Like I was trained with that mentality too. So I quit, thought that it was all over. And then, uh, woke up one day in my late twenties being like, I don't think I can avoid this thing inside of me that feels like it's eating me up. That it's like, I'm a creative being. I want to move. I feel like I want to dance. Can I even say that anymore? I'm not a dancer anymore. I left that world behind. And, and then I went on this mission to figure out who, who I was at this new juncture in my life as an adult. And, and through, like I said, and, and, like you said in that bio, um, making weird dance videos alone in my room. I was just like, I'm gonna start an anonymous YouTube channel, which I did. <laughs> and I just, because for me, it was about how can dance be something that expresses where I am now and who I am now, not trying to go back to like, I have to be this perfect ballerina and I have to, uh, you know, get the approval of, this dance company or that director or that choreographer or like trying to you know trying to match up to like fit into a world where i was like i just i just want it to be i just want it i just want to be me and so that's that's kind of you know ever since then which was 10 years ago um i've been i've been trying to just be myself and dance in my own way yeah and you do it in such a beautiful way and you know i want to touch on something that you said that's so important, right? You're calling. And at the time when you started dancing and really feeling, feeling like you had to fit into a mold, right? And because you felt that you had to fit into a mold and you didn't fit into that mold, you disassociated yourself from it until you couldn't turn away from it, right? So it, it, what's, what's amazing about this story, and I know that many people can relate to this, is that there have all been these callings in our lives and um, things that we have ran from in part because of conformity, right? I don't quite fit the bill of what it means to be this. And so the, the fact that you reimagined for you what it means for you to be a dancer authentically, what it means for you to move your body in a way that is good for you, but also is inspirational to your followers. And it's almost like this quote regarding like dance like no one is watching. And I think that when we get to a point in our lives, when we live our lives as if no one is watching, that's where the real freedom lies. That's where flow lies. Um, that's where you can really shine and you can bring people into your space that are just waiting for you. Um, and so, I mean, I know that you have a very strong follower and there's a lot that's happened since the time that you decided that you were gonna dance on your own terms. So talk to us about all the magic that has happened since that moment. Hmm. Well, let's see. Yeah, a lot, a lot has happened. Um, you know, throughout that time, so throughout the last 10 years of when I started making weird dance videos, uh, at the time I was working as a women's health coach, holistic health full time. And, and I love that work. Part of me leaving dance way back to was like, there was this whisper in my head that was like, I want to help people. How do I do that? Right. And so like, I went down this path of studying psychology, studying holistic health, um, which I love that work. And 
what started to happen after years of making dance videos and finding my own creative voice was that clients of mine in the women's health world were, it, it would just kind of became this organic thing where I was like, you know what I think, I think would be helpful for you is what about, you mentioned your paints are in the closet and you haven't painted in 20 years. Like, and, and, and these cre- reviving these creative practices became a part of the healing process for a lot of my clients at the time. Mm-hmm. And so after doing that, I was like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. And it led me to, to, to start leading creativity workshops, to start branching out. And then I, I started my own coaching practice separate from the women's health stuff that was specifically around creativity uh, because I saw both in myself and with the women I was working with at the time, what, what a big impact it was having on their energy, their mood, their livelihood, and not to mention the connection between, you know, the second chakra and like our, you know, reproductive issues, if you're having them. That's what I was thinking. That right? is and creativity. Yeah. It's like, it's literally our creative home, our, our, you know, our bodies, our ovaries have the potential for new life. And if, if you're not, doesn't mean you have to give new life to another human in your body. But I, I think, I think of creative projects of any little thing we do as like a little creative baby. I'm giving birth to creative babies all day long. You know, here's a dance video. That's a creative baby. It's going to go grow up and live on its own and on YouTube or whatever. I don't know. Um, Yes. So so this is, this is so powerful what you're saying that you know, there's no way that you could have imagined that you'd be doing all of this work. That the moment that you decide that you were going to dance on your own terms and it was going to, you were going to be able to monetize it, right? And to monetize it in a really significant way that has just continued to branch off in different directions. Because I think as you work um, and as you evolve, there's always going to be more that is available for you in terms of impact. And like you said, when you create something, it's like you planting a seed, you birthing something, you don't know where it's gonna land. And this is where like trusting our intuition and which is the divine, right, is so critical. And dancing in itself is one of the major ways that we can facilitate that, right, in our sacral chakra. That's our sensuality. That's where our creativity lies. And so if we are not, activating that part of ourselves through pleasure, through movement. And cause I think that movement is pleasure. I think pleasure can come in many forms. I'm drinking, you know, my favorite matcha green tea latte right now. I'm having a pleasurable experience. Having this conversation with you is a pleasurable experience. So, you know, I said all that to say, not just to, to iterate the importance of trusting the things that are calling us and that we will be able to eventually figure out how to monetize it. Um, but having that, like that's not, that was never the focal point and which is another principle, right? That if we're only focused on money, 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 sometimes that's the thing that deters us versus I'm focused on like my divinity. I'm focused on my purpose, alignment, what the world is calling me to do. And then knowing that the source as I'm co-creating this life is going to bring me everything I need to be able to carry this dream forward. Yeah. I I love that. And I'm really glad you brought that up because I think, so with the coaching aspect of my work, it feels more, it feels more clear cut because like, you know, I was part of the coaching industry for a long time, you know, with the women's health stuff before I started my creativity coaching. Um, There's, 
that although it's it's there's not always a certain exact path right like everything it, who knows it, it has to evolve in its own um and then my life as an artist and it's funny because as you say that i'm like oh yeah i need to listen to what you're saying from the artist perspective too because it's really easy to to be like okay cool i got my coaching business this is great awesome working it uh and then with with dance with art I feel like it's even less clear cut, especially if you're not like, you know, I, at this point, I don't want to go back and audition and get a job in a dance company. Right. It's like, like, like I, I want to star in the remake of flash dance. And so it's like, nothing, what, I, what more is there? What more is there, Jeff? Right. <laughs> like my life purpose. So like, you know, um, but it's like, but what can I do with that? Right. It's like, well, I can wake up every day and I can visualize it and I can pray on it and I can, put it in my Instagram bio and I can like, you know, like toss it out to the universe. And then at the end, like I can, so I, you know, there's only so much action I can take. Right. And then it's like, it's, and it's trusting that like, okay, if it's meant to happen, it will. And, um, and, and, you know, the flash dance is one example, but it's like with, with anything with my artwork, I feel like, and my, my video content stuff that I am putting out there, um, I, I notice like when I, when I have the thought in my mind where it's like, oh, this, this video, it's going to go viral. It's going to be the one that pops me off. All right. All right. And then it flops. And then the stupidest video in the world that honestly, like I, I could think of a few where I just was like, I don't know. And I just randomly did something and I threw it up there. Those are the ones that get out there more. And it, it, it amazes me how that happens, you know, and because we, well, we can't figure it out. In our yeah, language. well, and I think part of it is it's it's the law of attraction, right? Because sometimes the very thing that we want is the very thing that repel will repel against us. Because what we can't what we can't control is the outcome. We can't control what we can control is asking the universe for whatever we want whenever we want it. We can control the work that we do soulfully aligned with getting us there. We can control believing that we are worthy of receiving it. We can control the healing associated with being open to receiving it. But what we can't control is the timing and we can't control the outcome. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what it's gonna look like. And the beautiful thing about this is that the source ultimately knows what's of the highest good and the highest healing for us, right? The source, the universe, God, whatever it is that you believe. So if, if you believe that and you believe that you're worthy of it, then we have to know that whatever the outcome is, is the right outcome for us. And so I just, I, and, and it's a practice, as you said, right? Because I think that we can get into the rigmarole of the work that we do as entrepreneurs, as soulful entrepreneurs, and find ourselves floundering or find ourselves in this um, rat race associated with the work and kind of leaving some of the elements as, aside that are actually the fuel by which we can stand on to rise at our highest, right? And that's what wellness practices ultimately do you know, which is why this summit, I think it's so important for people to really understand that, you know, having a mindset around business and the mechanics of business is important. But if you don't have a mindset associated with your worth, if you're not creating space for yourself, if you're the last person on your to-do list, you can't really be rising to your highest. There's no way. And so this is, you can be a superstar, but why be a superstar when you can be, I don't know, like, 
cosmic. I don't, I don't know. Right. I don't know. You know, I don't know what the, uh, you know, the alternative is to that. Um, and so it's just a, a great reminder for us that, you know, any one of us can forget that. Um, and it's a practice. And so this is the difference between knowledge and application. And so, you know, cause if, if everyone, because there's so much knowledge that's out there, right? And if knowledge was the answer, then we'd all be doing all the things that we want to do in life. Knowledge is not the answer. It's mindset. And we cultivate our consciousness through wellness practices. So speaking of wellness practices, um, I'm really curious about how, what, what has happened when you find yourself dancing? Um, what's the efficacy of that creativity? What, what happens for people when they're in this creative element and particularly for people who are skeptical that are, um, that, that restrict movement, right? Like, cause when I hear a song, like my body just automatically wants to just do what it does. Um, and I find that when I go, we have the structured way of dancing, which is cool, right? And that's fine. But I think that there's something really spiritual when our bodies move in a way that is natural to the rhythm and natural to ourself. And so I'm just, and I know I just said a lot. So however you want to answer all of that, I would love to hear your, your perspective. I, I love all that. I love that you pointed out the difference between that with like the dance that's more like calculated, choreographed, a technique, a style that we're learning versus free form movement. Let me just let my body do its thing. And there's benefits to both. And it's like, I've been, I think because I came from such a structured technical type of dance, mm -hmm. I went off in the other direction. And most of what I do these days is that free form type of movement. And it's a lot of what I teach. Um, and I think, and, and I like, I remember teaching classes in person, especially and being like, I remember back in the day when we could do that. Um, but I, I would always ask with like a new group, I would always say, okay, so we're gonna have parts of this class that are gonna be uh, more like you following me, more of a typical type of thing. And there's gonna be other things where I'm giving you prompts and you're just moving in your own way. And chances are, some of you are gonna be extremely uncomfortable in one or the other, you know? Like some people just like to be told what to do. I'm moving my body, boop, boop, boop. Um, others are actually, I don't wanna be told what to do. I wanna be totally free form. Uh, and what, what I find, and I, I would say to anyone, like, get into your body in any way you can. And if you're more comfortable being told what to do, great. Start start out that way and then see if you can, you know, ease your way into feeling it and, and moving it in your own way. With the free form type of improvisation, whatever you want to call it, um, I find that, like, it can take a it can take a minute to warm up sometimes, right? Because chances are like, I mean, I teach this, I do this work, I've been doing it for years. I still am in my head a lot of the time. It's like, I have to consciously, like you said, it's a practice, right? I have to consciously say, okay, I'm putting on music. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start moving. And it might not feel totally authentic at first. I'm like, what the, what am I even doing right now? But I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna keep moving. Okay. And then at a certain point, the next song comes on and there, there's that moment that I don't know, I find like I drop in, I drop into my body. There's something spiritual going on too. There's, there's something where my body finally is able to take the lead and to move in a way and to maybe lead me to the floor or 
to, to do something that I couldn't have thought of in my head, but it's just the medicine that I needed. Mm-hmm. And um, so in my experience, that that kind of movement, it, it can lead to emotional release sometimes, right? Like something that just is stuck in there that needs to move through that we don't need to make sense of or analyze after, but it just needs to come out. And it can also open us up creatively where once when you, when you move your body there, there have been studies actually that this kind of dance changes neural pathways in your brains. It opens up new neural pathways. So like if you're always thinking along the same groove in your mind, that's like repetitive and it's not taking you anywhere, creative dance movement, can create new pathways so you can start thinking in new ways and open up to new ideas. So even, it doesn't have to be like, I'm dancing because I wanna be a dancer. It's like, I'm dancing because I want to take care of my body and my soul. And I want to, you know, have that open up me creatively in the other work that I do. It can be a tool to support whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. So I want to say a couple of things about what you said, which I think is really important for us to think about. I mean, you are a dancer. You've you've trained for years, you know, on and off. And yet even you, you have to embody, like you have to be intentional about this is what I'm going to do, which is no different than if I go into a meditation practice or maybe if I begin my yoga practice. So this is a really beautiful connection that I'm making um, about the like you said, the spiritual aspects of it, the depth of it. And that because I think we we get restricted, because I think it's an energy thing, right? If we're in an energy of non-dance, non-creativity, and now I've got to get into this creative mode or into this state of being or um, whatever it might be, like I've got to get in it, right? So I need, So I love that you said that because many people probably wouldn't expect that because this is what you do. This is, you know, most people probably feel like you're, this is what you're born to do and you are born to do it, right? Um, and yet you still have to be intentional and mindful about it. Uh, and I love the neuroscience piece that you talked about and how movement has the ability, um, just like any form of wellness practice, to create different pathways. Um, and so this, mm, I just, this is going to be so rich. So I want to talk about your workshop now. You have a great workshop coming up for the Divine Feminine Business Summit, uh, and it's called Dance Into Your Answers. So talk to us about what people can expect if they attend your workshop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm really excited about it. Uh, so with dance, with dance into your answers, you can expect you can expect to be in your body a bit. We are going to move together. We're actually going to not just talk about all the amazing things that movement can bring you, but we're going to move together. And uh, and I'm going to ask you to come in with a question or a. I don't want to say problem because it's not always a problem, but it's like, you know, maybe something that you're, that you're challenged with in your business that you're not quite sure of what direction to go in. And I'm going to guide you through some movement and some writing prompts. And we're going to, you know, we're going to have discussion. We're going to be able to like talk and interact and uh, to, to literally dance into your answers, right? To, to move through whatever it is that's coming up for you and to surprise yourself with the kind of answers and next steps that come out of it. And so I can't promise to like 
solve everything in one workshop, but I can promise to say like you will leave with your next, your next step that feels authentic to you. And that's aligned with your whole self, not just your head. So it's about an embodied approach to, to alignment and to creative solutions to whatever it is that's coming up for you. Oh, I love it. And I personally can't wait to attend. I mean, of course, to offer this to our community, but personally, I know that I will be um, enlightened as a result of this experience. I was just having a coaching session this morning and I had a similar coaching session yesterday with a client um, in this realization that so much of our decision-making lay, it lies in our logic right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what I said was, is that all of that sounds great. Like you got it all figured out mentally. And what does your heart say? Yes. Like what's really calling you? Because, you know, you have, you have your, your PhD and, you know, you're highly educated and you've had all the success, but just because it looks good for us and just because we can figure it out mentally, it doesn't mean that it's the right move for us to make. And when we begin to ask people these questions and ask them to embody things um, like dance as a vehicle for expansion, this is a new experience for many people, right? Because so much of the way that we are socialized, which is in that sacred masculine, is in logic. And this, this stuff that we're talking about defies any, any mental um, capacity that we have. This is ancient stuff. This is stuff that is in our DNA, in our cells. And, you're, and so this is really powerful. It seems so simple, but even what you said earlier about how dancing sometimes, like it is a form of release and you may find yourself emotional if you're really in this mode of dancing in this very free form place, you may find yourself having a release. That's beautiful. No different than you would have it again during yoga or meditation or a journaling practice or prayer. And so I love the way you're, you're making us think about dance as, a, as another wellness practice that we can embody. That's not to mention super, super fun. I have dance breaks all the time um, in our work as entrepreneurs to really expand ourselves. I am just, this is going to be juicy. So I want to end with, you know, outside of dance, what are just a couple go-to wellness practices that you have um, that, you know, you did that are in your toolbox that you use on a regular basis? Mm. So outside of dance, uh, writing, another creative type of thing, but I find that if I'm doing just free form writing every morning, it makes my day better. It helps my head. It helps my soul in a way to just kind of like let out some thoughts. Um, and I, what else do I do? Ah, well, I have to say I haven't been meditating as much as I would like to, but I do find meditation to be such a powerful tool, especially as someone who moves a lot. It's like after moving, when I can make time to really just sit and be, I find that extremely, extremely powerful in so many ways um, for grounding myself and just, just breathing, uh, which is easy to forget to do in yeah, the day to day. Absolutely. Well, and breathing is super accessible. And, you know, I'm going through a meditation certification program, as we talked about, and it's the first time that I have introduce meditation in my wellness practices. You know, I do a lot of energy work and I'm a therapist and um, EFT and Reiki and things of that nature. 
And what I love about meditation, this program that I'm going through is, and it's an open eye practice, is that it's 10 minutes of practice, 15 mm -hmm. minutes of practice. So I love accessible wellness practices that um, we can apply. Because I think sometimes we think we've got to do all of this, but we actually don't. Even just getting in our breath, you know, three to five deep breaths can change everything, right? Getting in our mind um, and reframing our thinking can change everything. And then of course you have these more enhanced, these longer practices, which I also recommend, but I think it's the day-to-day -day stuff that we do that ultimately make the real difference in our lives, not these one and dones or these once in a while things that we do that are much more concerted in nature. Exactly. I know it's, it's lovely to like do a retreat and, you know, go into the woods and meditate and all this stuff, but it's like, the, the less sexy stuff, the, the day to day, like how do I carve out 10 minutes for myself? Like, I think that's the stuff that really adds up and, yes. and right, it makes a difference over time. Like, and don't get me wrong, retreats are wonderful. And I think making time for those is great too. Yes. But yeah, I, I love that. Just like 10 minutes, whatever it is. Yeah, that's beautiful. So Jess, let folks know how they can stay in touch with you. Cause I know they're gonna want to stay in touch with you. Um, <laughs> So Instagram is a great way at Jess Grippo, J-E-S-S-G-R-I-P-P-O, but you're probably seeing my name if you're watching this video. <laughs> and uh, there's a link in my bio there on Instagram. Um, I send out a weekly, I call it the weekly whim. It's my my version of like a newsletter, but it's, it's the whim stands for words helping to inspire movement. Mm -hmm. And it's just notes from my creative journey, things that can just help us to stay inspired um so that's a really great way to stay in touch you'll see the link there in my it Instagram. sounds like it, i'm so sorry i didn't mean to cut you off and it sounds like an amazing resource um and in fact i think i'm on your e-news but if i'm not i'm gonna get on your e-news because it, i would love to check this out and use it for inspiration uh in addition to all of my dance breaks that i have throughout the day randomly. So Jess, thank you again for doing this, for saying yes to the, to the Divine Feminine Business Summit. Um, I know that we're going to be enriched by your presence and I just appreciate you so, 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 so much. All right, audience, beautiful people, community, you heard it here. Make sure that you register for the Divine Feminine Business Summit, April 26th through the 30th. You have 10 opportunities to be inspired like amazing souls, like Jess. Make sure that you follow her on Instagram. I love her content, love, love, love. Um, and so just make sure that you follow her and get immersed in anything that she has offered as your heart is calling you. Until next time, beautiful people. Ashe.